Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled mompreneur who hits news until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned how to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can learn how to stop picking at your kids' leftover food, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of the to-do list so you go to bed feeling fantastic about your day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. I'm your host, Dr. Carol Perlman. This is the Healthy Habits for Life show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me again. Today, I have with me a wonderful guest, Jen Lannon, and I'm really excited to tell you the story of Jen's journey um, in her career, and you're really going to be blown away when you hear everything that she's accomplished. So welcome, Jen. Hi, Carol. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. This, you know... I'll let all the listeners know this is such a treat. Jen and I go way, way back to childhood, um, palling around in high school, getting into some mischief and having a great time. And we've reconnected thanks to social media. And I followed Jen for a long time. And it's just really remarkable what she has built. So let me tell you a little bit about her achievements. Jen is the owner of Arizona All-Stars Tumbling and Cheer in Tempe, Arizona. It's a competitive all-star and recreational cheer and tumbling gym. She opened this in 2002, and since that time has trained over 10,000 athletes, ages 4 to 18, by building up each individual's confidence and self-esteem through tumbling and cheer. Over the last 20 years, she's opened up three locations, held many cheer competitions, like the one from Bring It On, launched a cheer magazine, created a clothing company, and has helped other women business owners open up their gyms. I mean, that is just amazing, Jen. She is the proud mom of two children, ages 15 and 11. And I'm just so honored, Jen, to call you my friend and to be able to say, I knew you win. (laughs) I'm honored to call you friend as well. And I knew you win. (laughs) Yes, we did. So tell us a little bit um, about your activity with gymnastics and cheer as a kid, and then how you got this idea to one day open your own gym. Yeah, um, so I was a former college gymnast um, and uh, a college and a high school cheerleader uh, turned coach, and I also had a passion for teaching tumbling as the years kind of rolled on. Um, I was just really coaching at a local gym uh, just past college, and I was working for Corporate America once 9/11 hit. And uh, the department that I was working for dismembered and they were going to send me to Dallas. So I either had the option to either go to Dallas or take another position within the company, which ended up becoming a demotion, but not in pay, just in position. Um, So I decided I had a conversation with a friend that said, you know what, you just have a passion for working with these kids because I had been working at a local um. I'd been working at a local gym and, um, I kind of, we went to lunch one day and it was either between moving to Dallas or staying here. So I decided to stay here. Um, and I have just a quick question about that. So was she opening it with you or she was just someone who encouraged you along the way? 
she was someone that encouraged me along the way. Yeah. Um, she t- was taking the transfer to Dallas. Um, so she, we were friends. And so it would have been great for me to go there with her, but she said, you just, you're so great with these kids. You need to stay. And I think you need to, it's time to open your business. Isn't it uh, amazing how the encouragement from one person can really have such an impact on you and really steer you in this direction? Amazing. I just love that. Totally amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, and I also had some encouragement from other people as well. Um, and it just, it was really a passion of mine to teach all these kids. I was, like I said, working at a local gym. And what ended up happening was I had um, all these girls trying out for high school cheerleading. There was about 60 girls trying out for 10 spots at a local, local high school and only, um, you know, 10 would make it. So there were 50 girls that wanted to cheer. And so I was like at 28 years old, well, I guess I'll just open up a cheer gym. I knew nothing. I didn't know anything. I just did it. And, um, I basically went out looking for a location and this story is kind of funny. Um, I found a location that I liked. I met the landlord And I said, I'd like to do this and this and this to the location. And he's like, okay. And so I went back the next day with a friend to see like what they thought of it. And they had already started the build outs before I even started, even before I signed a lease. So it was almost like, I was like, okay. Like, and that was back in 2002 and you know, they had already started it. And I think rent was like dirt cheap back then, but that's kind of what happened. And that was 2002. And I was 28 years old and it's been, it's been game on since. I mean, it's just amazing. So a lot of people I think are in that same boat to begin with. They have this idea. There was something either that they have always loved to do, or they just have this idea, you know, someday I'd love to work for myself. I'd love to start this business, but fear plays such a big role and, and makes you really question, can I do this? So do you remember feeling that and, you know, like, how did you find the courage to take that step? Um, I think fear was definitely there. Um, I think the passion is really what drove everything. Um, and of course, you know, with my family behind me and my friends, um, and I'd written up a business plan. Um, you know, I just think that I, it, it was something I really liked to do, but then I also kind of had a little bit of a following coming with me. So I was able to open up my gym doors with 30 kids and, you know, that's kind of where, where we were at. And I had to learn a lot along the way. Um, and one thing specifically was, you know, I didn't know a lot about cheerleading. I knew a lot about tumbling. So I knew I had to address my, my weaknesses right away. And that is when uh, my director today walked in my doors in October of 2002. And she's still with me today. So, so you knew, I mean, there are a lot of skill sets that are involved in any job, but especially in this, you know, there's the actual technique of tumbling and cheer. Um, and then there's all the, the business aspects of it. So one couldn't possibly have every single skill required. So you, it sounds like you had a good sense of what you knew and what you didn't know. And you filled in the gaps by bringing in someone who had the expertise that you didn't, didn't have. Correct. Yep. Yep. Um, and so what was it like in the beginning, just kind of going through this process of figuring out, you know, I love that attitude of being willing to tackle it, of not knowing and, but being willing to figure it out. So what was that like? Um, you know, it was great. It was scary. I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears and blood, sweat and cheers um, <laughs> into it. Um, but, oh my gosh, it was so long ago. I barely 
barely remember, but I, I, I knew I put, I put a lot of hours in because I was still working full time for another six months and I was launching my gym. Um, but you know, I just, I, for some reason I had a very creative marketing mind and I always thought outside the box. So I always figured out how to get new kids into my gym. And that was a really big benefit for me. Um, and I remember I ended up going to the local school. This is kind of a fun story too. I went to the local school district and I walked in and I was like, Hey, I have a new cheer gym. Can we get your kids to come into the gym? And this girl walks around the corner. Her name's Katie. And she's like, well, we can't send kids to your gym, but we're actually looking for a summer Academy teacher of tumbling and cheerleading. And I was like, okay. Um, and they wanted me to teach at six different schools, three classes a day. And then I would make a portion of that money. Well, that girl, Katie is still my best friend today. Oh my goodness. I mean, what are the chances she happened to walk around the corner? Um, and I imagine that probably ended up to be a great way for you to get exposure. You know, even though it was working for the schools, you got to know all these kids and then did a lot of them end up signing up with you? Yep. Yep. And we, that grew to like, I, we'd bust the kids in, um, you know, we would, they'd get to know who we were, um, just different things. But it was like, we had 18 classes going on every hour during summer camp within my first six months. So wow. that yeah, is amazing. That is mm-hmm. really amazing. Um, so you just had this attitude. I love what you said about the creative marketing, you know, because as far as I know, you don't have a marketing background necessarily, but it's just how you were thinking of just, you know, how can we make this happen? Right. Yep. That was exactly it. And just really tapping into what I needed, tapping into um, what these kids wanted, who was my market, but I had two markets. I had the market of these teen and tweenagers, but then I also had the market of the parents too. Mm -hmm. I had to sell the kids, but I also had to sell the parents. Yeah. So what did you, what did you do to sell the parents? Um, You know, just providing a really good product. You know, when the kids did come in or when the kids were at the school, you know, I had great staff out there and, you know, just really encompassing everything. So. So impressive. Do you remember some of the big challenges that you faced early on? Uh, Yeah. So I, one of the biggest challenges I remember, I, I hired this employee that came over with me, um, uh, really random, but, uh, so she ended up leaving my gym and telling everyone to quit. Right. So this was like within the first like month. Oh my God. Uh, and, uh, I remember speaking to another one of my good friends. Like I was hysterical crying. I was like, oh my God, I'm down to 10 kids now. I just opened. How am I going to do this? And I remember specifically my friend, Jen, who I'm still friends with today. She says, well, Jen, most businesses fail within the first six months. And I said, well, this one is not going to. And that was kind of the drive I needed. So, um, and then that's when I ran into Katie you know, I think it was like the following week. So I'm um, all kind of, everything just kind of fell into place, but that was a big challenge. I would say, um, I would say, um, opening, um, opening after September 11th was a challenge. Um, we opened up April of, uh, 2002 and September 11th was 2001. So that was a challenge, but I did it anyway. Um, a challenge we, in what way? I mean, obviously the world was still reeling from everything that happened and, um, finances. People didn't want to sign up their kids. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so that was, so people held on to their money. There was fear there. So they didn't, and they didn't want to start in a new business. Right. So mm. totally understand. Um, you know, uh, we had, uh, the economic, the economic hardship of 2008 and 2009, mm-hmm. that everybody went through, um, that was definitely a challenge. Um, but what I learned from that, where people were holding on to monies, they still wanted to keep their kids invested in sports, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that was really big, um, which I noticed. So I had a really big price point up here for a long time. So that's when I started creating lower price points for people that just wanted their kids to do something. Yeah. It's such a good point that when times are tough and we were talking about this before we started recording about what's going on now with COVID that when times are tough and whether um, it's the COVID challenges, worries about safety or financial economic challenges, people still want to keep their kids happy. And so, you know, at any given point, people are making choices about their money, whatever amount of discretion and um, financial discretion they have, people are making choices and their kids are often going to be number one. You know, they'll make sacrifices for their own needs and keep their kids happy. Yep. Yep. I think I definitely have seen a change, a shift with that, with, you know, as far as like the parents and keeping the kids involved and everything, I think that was really important. Um, And then of course, another challenge is um, the pandemic that we just went through. So Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that was pretty touch and go for a while and, um, we are back and I mean, better than ever. So, um, yeah, you were saying you were shut down for like the whole world was for the first couple of months. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what was that like as a business owner, not having income coming in and kind of really having to do scary. really scary. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you though, my families were tremendous. Like I can't, I had people calling me like, I get choked up thinking about it. Like that would say, you know, Hey, you know, if you, if you want to charge me like a thousand dollars right now and just take it off on the other end, or if you want to, if you need extra money, let me know. Like people were just coming out of the woodworks. Like wow. it was amazing. I didn't take any of the money. Cause I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see where we were at. Um, so it was really great. But I mean, I had some parents too, that were literally like, we were still billing and still going through. And I had a parent that didn't agree and who was a very good friend of mine who ended up um, uh, doing a chargeback on her credit card. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, that was hurtful since she was such a good friend, but yeah. you know, I guess you live and learn who's important in these things, you know? So, yeah. uh, and, and, and who really is your support system. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was hard, but um we made it through. Um, my gym family is awesome. My staff is awesome. Um, you know, we really, our community of other cheer gyms is awesome. We had, we would speak to a whole bunch of other, um, like we would have zoom calls with everybody from, from the state and talk and people were like, if this keeps going on, I can't do, you know, can't go on. And we're all like, no, you got it. You got it. So there was a lot of support with all of us, but, um, you know, with, with challenges come successes too. So, yeah, well, I think the response you got from parents is probably such a testament to the relationships you've built over time. Certainly, you know, it helps having been in the business for so long, but just from what I can tell, you know, the passion that you have for the kids and for what you do, I'm sure they see that. And so they, they are appreciative of that. And so they're going to be there, you know, to support you when you need it. Yeah, for sure. And they, they definitely were, it was, it was pretty tremendous. It was, I mean, it was literally just the flip of a switch. 
I know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, okay. So we've talked about a lot of the challenges. Tell me about some of the best moments. I've seen some of this by following you on social media, but tell me about some of the most gratifying moments in your uh, history with the business. Um, so obviously, um, you know, I think one of the biggest rewards is being able to raise my children in the gym. Um, my daughter grew up there. Um, she learned to walk in my gym. My son learned to walk in my gym. Um, they were always there right by my side. They could come to work with me every day. Um, so that's been really fun. And coupled with that, they've been able to be very, um, you know, they've been able to jump on the trampolines and be athletic and just be themselves. So that's been really great. Um, that's been a great reward. The friendships that I've made with the other parents and the athletes, um, has been awesome. I mean, some of these kids, you know, I had when they were say 12 and now 20 years later, they're 32. Oh my goodness. And some of them have even brought in their kids into my gym. So that's a whole whole other thing, which is crazy, right? must be so wild. It's, it's wild. It is definitely wild. Um, you know, and of course, like my accolades of winning certain competitions, um, But, um, fortunately, like I love those moments, but I always tell everybody like in 10 years, you're not going to remember what you placed during those competitions. I said, you're going to remember what you learned here, your friendships and the memories you made. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think way more important, which brings me into, um, my greatest reward is, um, is watching kids come in so scared and insecure and seeing such a change in their self-esteem um, that like that brings me joy. Um, I'll use an example with one little girl, um, Hadley. I love using this as an example. Um, her father passed away um, and she doubted herself like she was a fourth grader. She doubted herself. Um, and, you know, I could see it in her face. And I can, I can, I can, I can't came out of her mouth a lot. Um, and I knew like, this is where I needed to step in. And, um, she comes in now two years later, bubbly, happy, loves what she does. Totally different person. Like just the energy that comes out. Her mom says what a change it's been. I mean, it was like, you know, our parents, you know, parents will bend over backwards for our kids, you know, mm-hmm. but we're never right. You know, nothing right. Says, right. we're always wrong, but I can say the same thing to your kid that you're going to say, but you know, I they'll listen to me, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. So basically seeing, um, these self-esteems change and I've watched so many of the, these kids literally grow up before my eyes. Um, and I, that is one of the greatest rewards because if I, my motto is if I can change the life of one child, I've done my job. Oh, Jen, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I mean, that is just incredible. The impact that you're having on them. They will love you. Not they will love you forever, but they will remember you forever. They will remember that experience and you can go to sleep at night every single night, knowing that you made a difference. You know, you really had an impact on not just one person, but a whole slew of kids. What did you say? 10,000 kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you go to sleep at night knowing that you really made an impact and what they do in this world, how they yeah. go on to function with their career, with their personal life in, in many ways will come back to the yeah. experience they had with you. That's just so incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I, I really enjoy it, but don't get me wrong. I have those kids and those parents that aren't that great. <laughs> I know, uh, you know, so you it's know. always a mixture. 
Yeah, I, you know, I try not to tick off too many parents, but um, yeah. well, there's a fair share that don't like me out there, but you know. Yeah, it happens in any industry, you know, it's definitely going to happen. But, you know, I brought you, I wanted to bring you on today because I know a lot of people listening don't live in Arizona. You know, they're not going to be able to take advantage of being able to bring their kids to you, which I would have loved to if I was close to you. But I just wanted to share your story as an entrepreneur, as a woman, and as someone who had an activity that you loved as a kid and you had this passion and you just took this idea and said, you know, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could open my own gym and it would be very easy to let fear get in the way and to have walked away from that, that dream. And I think that's just so sad at the end of life to look back and say, I always wanted to do this. And I never did. And so I I just want people to hear that story from you of how you took that idea and made it a reality. And, you know, the, the stage was set, set for your job to end and for you to have to make that choice and to get a little nudge along the way from a, a couple of key people and the support of your family. And then to just have this personality or, or find it within you, you know, maybe it wasn't the predominant aspect of your personality, but to find that part within you that just said, go for it and figure it out. You don't have to know it all and just, you know, figure it out. Um, I just think that's such a great story. And I hope you, just like you've had an impact on your kids, on all these kids, I hope there are people listening. And because of this, they start thinking, maybe I can do it too. And maybe I can go for it and make my dream a reality. Yeah, for sure. And I would, I mean, some advice that I could give is um, don't be afraid to fail because chances are you, you're going to, I mean, I have failed many, many times. I have tried to launch some things. I haven't gone you know, I would definitely say, don't be afraid to fail because that's, that, that's part of the process. Yeah. You have that's to embrace part of it. your journey. And the other thing that I would say too, is um, what my dad gave me um, when I was opening my business is to offer something different, offer something that nobody else is offering. Mm. And that doesn't mean like, I'm going to offer, you know, this extra class. The piece that I offered was I made it a point to get to know my community of the parents that walked in my gym and their names and not just their names of them, but their kids and their dogs. Um, you know, it's just more of that, just taking that step further. So they know me as a person. So. Yeah. And I'm sure that really differentiates you from other places. They could send their kid to karate. They could send their kid to other kinds of gymnastics and that I'm sure really set you apart. And I love, you know, I know your dad is no longer with us and I love that that's a, a tribute to him. Sure. And, um, the way in which he lives on with you. I oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Jen, it's been so great chatting with you. Um, I I'm so appreciative of you coming on and sharing the story of your success and these failures and how it's a, a mixture, but the net gain is success. And it's such a story to tell. And I really hope people have enjoyed it and will file this away and it helps give them a nudge to go take that step forward and go pursue your dream and make it happen. Definitely. Yes. I thank you so much for, for having me on. I'm totally flattered and I'm so proud of your success. Oh, thank you, Jen. All right. Hope everyone enjoyed this. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.